Hey everybody, welcome to the No Pants Required Podcast. I am your host, Jen Mann, and today I am wearing jeans because it is finally cool enough to wear jeans. I have no idea how long it will last, but I am taking advantage of it. Anywho, my guest for this episode is Kristen Shaw. Kristen is an award-winning author with 20 years of experience in marketing and public relations. Her writing portfolio reflects a broad range of topics and styles from international corporate communications and speech writing to blog posts and personal essays. But really what we're going to talk about today is called the Rebel Rally. And what this is, is a race. Well, it's not really a race. You'll see when you listen to the podcast. But basically, it's kind of like a race. Kristen and a teammate are going to be going across the desert by themselves in a, in a vehicle with no GPS, no cell phones, no nothing. And they're competing against other female teams. It's going to be the coolest thing ever. And we talked about this today. And I hope you listen. And I hope you follow her on the race. Because, I don't know, like, it's just going to be badass, right? All right, here we go. Hey, everybody. Welcome to No Pants Required with Jen Mann. And today my guest is Kristen Shaw. Kristen and I have been friends for a while. We both started out back in the day as sort of parent. Would you say you did parenting, Kristen? Did we do? Did you do parenting stuff too? I did. Yeah, I started with uh, Huffington Post, I think. Yeah, so I think like that's probably how we connected originally was we were both back in the day writing parenting stuff on the web. And then a few years ago, I went to Austin for a book signing for my book, Working With People I Want to Punch in the Throat. And Kristen was kind enough to host me at her pizzeria restaurant. That's right. And so I got to meet you in person for the first time, I think, right? It was, if it wasn't the first time, it certainly was, you know, the first time may have been real quickly in passing at some blogging conference, but yeah, we had a great time and that book is so funny. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Maybe in a blogging, I don't know. I haven't been to a blogging conference in forever. So, (laughs) but, but either way, that was my most, that was my memorable one that I remember meeting Kristen at. And over the years, I've just been following Kristen and you've kind of diverted away from parenting. (laughs) Yes. And you're kind of in a new in a new realm. Tell me what you're doing now. So now I am mostly I'm a freelance writer and mostly focused in automotive with a little bit on the aviation side. Okay. And so whenever I see you online, I always see that you have like a new car that you're driving. How do you, how do you, how do I get a new car? How, how can I get one of those? <laughs> well, if you were an automotive journalist, you would get them delivered to your driveway on a regular basis. That's pretty cool. So, I mean, do you even own a car or do you, like, do, you even, do you even have to have a car or do you just get these cars every week? What's the deal? We do. We have a vintage 2000 Range Rover that my husband bought, I don't know, 2002 probably. We have a 2013 LR4. And then my dad just gave me his 2009 Chevy HHR SS. It's this little Chevy with a, with a turbocharger and it's super fun. Very cute. Oh, my goodness. I mean, have you always been sort of a car aficionado or how did you get into this? What made you go into this this area? When I was a kid, my mom and dad took us to classic car shows regularly. You know, we I grew up in northern Indiana and my dad has always been a huge Corvette guy. He had a Corvette, 1966 Corvette before I was born. But, you know, my mom and dad just raised us to have this appreciation for classic cars. And I just fell in love. You know, I really would love to have a 1957 Chevy Bel Air in that turquoise and white, those giant, beautiful fins, but retrofitted with some of the power steering and power brakes and that kind of stuff. 
Seatbelts. And seatbelts. <laughs> yes, indeed. Very important. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so did you just, how, I mean, how did you break into this, into, into freelancing? I mean, I see a lot of freelancing opportunities out there, but I've really never seen anyone say, do you want to, do you want to freelance and, and write about cars? How did you, how did you find this job? <laughs> well, funny enough, like the parenting experience helped open some of those doors. So I had started my own blog back in 2011, I think, and then started getting syndicated by the Huffington Post in 2012. So that helped me open some doors. And this exotic sports car company started in Austin. And I saw the ad on Facebook or something. And I was like, I've got to drive one of those cars, but you know, I can't afford $350 to pay for it. So I approached them and asked them if I could trade some local coverage for a drive. And they said, yes, asked me lots of questions. And I ended up driving a Ferrari F430 as my first review. And so that was kind of an auspicious start. Well, I'm thinking, like as you're saying, is I'm thinking that I had a I had a piece that I I syndicated on HuffPo years ago, and it was about how I was coveting a minivan that I really wanted a minivan, right? And so Honda reached out to me, and they gave me a minivan for a couple of weeks to drive around. I guess you definitely you passed right over the minivan. You went right for <laughs> you went right for sports car. <laughs> That's amazing. So they let you they just let you drive it. Did you have to have someone with you, or did you get to keep that one, or was it just like sort of a one hour test drive kind of? Yeah, it was like a one hour test drive. The one of the co-owners sat in the passenger seat and he, you know, took me through how to drive the car. We he showed me the paddle shifters and everything I needed to know. It was an automatic, but it had the Mm -hmm. paddle shifters for a little more sportiness. And we got to this new highway. It was highway 130 here in Austin. And he said, Okay, when you get to this ramp, I want you to floor it. I was like, floor it? Really? And he said, Yes. So I got on the ramp and got to about 120. I just kissed 120 oh and took it back down. But it was thrilling. I can't imagine. And do you have any, did you have any sort of like fear getting behind the wheel of that car? Like to me, I would just think, oh my God, this is, this car is worth what my house is worth. If I wreck it, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> That's what insurance like Anxiety is would be too much. <laughs> That's why God invented insurance. Oh, there you go. That's a smart way to look at it. Yeah, no, I would just, I would be terrified. I, I I just can't imagine doing that. So that's sort of like, you know, that's quite the start for you that you get into this like fancy sports car, you take off, you go 120 miles an hour. And then after that, you were just like, that's it. This is what I'm going to do. I'm just going to start finding other people to give me their cars <laughs> so, I can, so I can drive them and, and rate them. Well, I started clawing my way up, you know, bit by bit. And Scotty Reese from A Girl's Guide to Cars actually gave me my start. You know, she encouraged me to start getting loaner cars and learning how to write about them and like really learning the language. And from mm-hmm. there, I just started leveraging that experience and working my way up, you know, so that now I write about cars for US News and World Report, Edmonds, Forbes, Popular Science. I write an article for them every week. And then I do some travel related stuff. So just all kinds of car related stuff. And I just love it. I feel so lucky to get to write about what I love. It's well, I think that's the thing that draws me in on your social media. I mean, everybody's social media is full and there's a lot to look at, but I'm always struck by your photos when I'm, when I'm scrolling through and I can just see like 
the joy in your face that you're just so excited to be there and to be doing the things you're doing. Plus, you have these really interesting and unique opportunities a lot of times. I'll see you at, I don't know, I'm trying to remember. There was one where I remember you were like in high heels, like on a racetrack. And I was sort of like, what's happening right now? Oh my gosh. And I don't know what that one was though, but it was, but I just think it's really been fun to watch you sort of evolve and find your passion because that's just something that doesn't happen a lot for women in middle age. And I just think it's been really exciting to see you go and do the things that I would never do. I think that's the other thing. I think I'm living vicariously through you. <laughs> like, cause I watch you drive these cars. Like I look at it and I think like, well, I could drive the SUV. Like I'm pretty good with that. But like, if you put me in some sports cars, I mean, like, didn't you tell me once that you had, you got an opportunity to drive a Corvette with your dad, right? Yes, that was really special. That was a two-year project. You know, I pitched to them, I pitched to General Motors two years ago. And finally, this past spring, I got, I surprised my parents in Florida. My sister is already planning to go to visit them. And so I surprised them. And then the next morning, they delivered, the, the fleet manager delivered the Corvette, a brand new Red Mist 2022 Corvette. And I handed the keys to my dad and I said, Dad, you get to drive this. And it was so special. Like I just, I, I still, I just feel so warm and fuzzy inside when I think about it. We had so much fun just talking about the Corvette and the Corvette that he had and the other cars that he had, you know, before I was born. It's just a really special bonding moment. And my mom and dad just had so much fun. Well, I think that's the thing. I, I definitely think that's the thing I see coming through the authenticity of it all that you can just tell. Like if I, you know, if I wrote about cars, it would not feel authentic because I'm, I know nothing about cars. You know, a few, this year I got a car, I went out and I test drove Kias and Hyundais, the same like SUV kind of model. And I was trying to decide between the two and I picked one. My husband ordered it. It showed up. We got it. I was driving it around and I was sort of like, huh, it looks different than what I remember. <laughs> and he's like, no, it looks the same. And I'm like, no, it doesn't look like the other ones I see on the road. I'm like, did they change the body style? Like, did they do something different? And he was like, no, Jen, this is the car that you picked. <laughs> and I was like, so weird. I'm like, I just don't remember. And then a, a Kia Telluride drove past us. And I was like, there, that's that's the car we're in, right? Like, that's the car? And he was like, no, <laughs> we're in a Hyundai. <laughs> What? And he's like, Yeah, you chose the Hyundai. Like, oh. oh, now I do like it and I'm glad I chose it, but I could not tell you, I couldn't, I could not remember which car I even chose, let alone to be like, you know, to have this poor Hyundai to be like, We hired you to write about Hyundai. I <laughs> thought you were in a Kia. You know? That's so funny. I would lose my job. <laughs> so, you know, so I think that's because, you know, that's always the thing about when you're following people on social media. It's like, it's got to be that authenticity has to come through. And it really just, it really comes through with you. And I'm always, and, I'm, and that's the thing. I'm not even interested in cars, Kristen, but I'm interested in what you write about cars. That is, why, that really, why do you think that is? That's wonderful. I mean, that makes me happy. Because <laughs> a lot of people see cars as a tool, and they are, you know, a way to get from point A to point B, and you want them to be reliable, you want to be comfortable, you know, but then there's people who have a passion for it. And I just love cars. I, I think they're so beautiful. They're pieces of rolling art. And I'm no encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I have some friends. My friend Jared writes for Car Buzz. And that kid, I mean, he's like in his 20s. He knows uh -huh. everything about every car, I swear. Wow. <laughs> Blows me away. I guess you have to, right? You have to know a lot about these cars. So what are you driving right now? Do you have a, do you have a loaner right now? Today, I do not. But 
I'm on my way tomorrow to an event called Heels and Wheels, and it's just for female automotive journalists. And we're going to be driving, I think, 12 or 15 different cars, you know, everything from a Honda CRV to an Aston Martin DBX SUV. Wow. And so that'll be just all kinds of fun. And then next week, I'm going to take the week off and just chill because the week after that is when I head out for my off-roading competition, the Rebel Rally. Okay. So the Rebel Rally. So Kristen had mentioned the Rebel Rally to me before. So I've had the chance to go down the rabbit hole because I was very interested. My daughter, she's 15. She is a huge fan of Jeep. Like she loves Jeep. And she like every time we go anywhere, she wants to, you know, look at Jeep Wranglers and go look at Jeeps. And and so when you had told me about this, I showed her there's like a bunch of YouTube videos and stuff that you can find out there. And I just think it's the most empowering, like for especially for a young girl to watch that. It's such an empowering video to watch and to see what you guys are doing. Can you tell us more about what the Rebel Rally is? Sure. This is the seventh year of the Rebel Rally. It's an all-female, off-roading, raid-style rally, which means it's not about speed. It's about collecting points and, and checkpoints in a strategic way. And there's all kinds of components to it, but it's, it's 1,500 miles between Nevada and Southern California, and we end in the Glamis Dunes. The whole thing is off-road, or almost the whole thing, and we're going to be driving in all kinds of conditions. So last year, I went as a journalist, and I covered it, and I was so impressed. Like you said, it's, it's very empowering. It was created to show women just how much they could do. And the real kicker about this particular event is that we don't get to use our phones. We have to wrap them up in bubble wrap and and keep them sealed for the entirety of the rally, eight days. And there's no navigation on our car that's been disabled. So they give us paper topographic maps and we use plotters and longitude, latitude points and a lot of math to figure out where we're going to collect the checkpoints. It's going to be something well, I've never done big, before. <laughs> well, I was going to say, so some of the videos that I watched are you and your partner sort of, because they took you to school. They, they had you guys go to like, off-roading school, right? To learn how to do some of this stuff and to learn how to map. Right. That's right. And the amount of math, because that's my other thing. If cars don't stop me, math will absolutely stop me. And so <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> I mean, they're sitting there, you guys, with like, like, um, what are those things called? Like in math class, you know, where you had to have like, I don't see, that's the thing. I don't even know what they're called. But, you know, they have all these little the plotters. graphs and rulers. Yeah. Plotters. plotters yes. And rulers. Like all these things that they're trying to do with like, sharpies and pencils and and I'm like oh hell no <laughs> but what I what I thought was fun is that you guys when I watched the last video I watched of you two neither have you neither of you had decided that you were going to navigate do you have a navigator now well we're gonna go back and forth so we, okay. we both want to learn everything you know so mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna take turns there's near the end of the rally where we're driving in the sand, we're literally going to be driving up sand dunes and, and crossing over and trying to avoid what's called a witch's hole or witch's eye, which is like a deep hole that's hard to get out of. You know, somebody might have to winch us out. So we want to avoid those. I love driving in the sand. We are driving a 2022 Hyundai Santa Cruz, which is that SUV truck mashup with the tonneau cover mm -hmm. over the back. And that thing is great in the sand. Like it just surfs the sand dunes. It's super fun. So, and, 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 and Hyundai loaned you this car to do this? They did. After I covered the event last year, uh, it was in October. 
again. And I approached Hyundai in November and I said, Hey, I went to this event. I wondered if you'd be interested in sponsoring because they'd never sponsored a vehicle before. And I requested the Santa Cruz because I think it's just such a cool car. And they mm-hmm. said, yes. So they sponsored our entry fee, which is uh, twelve dollars or $13,000, I think, which includes the safety Yikes. and the base camp and the dinners and stuff like that. And they're giving us a car. Wow. Because every night, so the way I understand it is every night, so you go so far every day and then every night you guys camp in a tent at like base camp. Right. And you kind of eat and rest. And then the next day you pack everything up and you move out again. That's right. Is that how it goes? That's right. There's one night where there's no base camp. It's called the marathon leg. And we just camp out, you know, we all camp in the same place, but there's no base Mm -hmm. camp. Like we're going to be bringing, you know, military style meals ready to eat. We just put in some hot water or something. And you're paying how many thousands of dollars for this experience? I know. I know. I told my first told my husband, he said, wait, you're going to camp like in a tent? Right? I know. And there's like, are there not yurts along the way or something that I can just like roll up to? Who am I? And then I don't even know. Oh, I don't know. Well, the part that I think I thought was really interesting too, when I was watching the videos is even though you guys are all, the teams are competing against one another there's still a lot of cooperation, or at least the videos makes it look like it. That when you stop at base camp, it seemed like everybody was sort of sharing their maps and sort of sharing their details and what they're trying to do and, and meeting one another and getting to know one another. Do you, Is there kind of a community with this group? Absolutely. And we met, we've made some really good friends just from the first training back in April. We teamed up with two other teams and we've been Zooming and texting with them along the way. And really made a bond. You know, each team is going to have their own set of checkpoints so that people can't follow each other and and cheat, you know, but you can always help each other out. You know, when somebody is stuck, somebody else needs to winch you out. Like you can't winch yourself out unless you're near a tree maybe, but there's not a whole lot of that in the desert. Right. So does your car, does your car have a winch? Does your truck have a winch? We don't have a winch, but we do have recovery points. So some of the four by four vehicles like the Jeeps, will have winches and, and, you know, you can use a recovery strap as well. You don't even need a winch sometimes. Like yeah. we, and during training, we winched out a Jeep with our Santa Cruz uh-huh. just to see how there. it was like. And it was very capable. That's awesome. And you, and so who is your partner again? What is her name? Her name's Jill Simonillo. She is just amazing. We've been friends for I think four or five years now gotten really close over the pandemic and did a bunch of zoom calls and lots of talking. And she asked me if I wanted to pair up with her and do it. And I said, yes. And she's just such a great partner. And let me give you an example. We were in our second training just three weeks ago in Ridgecrest, California. And we got there and we spent the day with a Hyundai engineer learning about the car. And we practiced changing the tire and jacking it up and all that kind of stuff. And that night I knew I hadn't been feeling great. And I took a COVID test and I was like, Jill, I have some bad news. (laughs) I am COVID positive. And she took care of me because I was stuck in that hotel for five days. Like she got me meals. She got me medicine. She made sure I had enough to drink. She texted and checked in with me. You know, she doesn't Mm -hmm. have any kids herself, but she's just so nurturing. And I I know she's going to be a great partner. Oh, that's so cool. Because I am a person like, under pressure, I get very bitchy. <laughs> so I would not be a very good partner. 
<laughs> like I watch, I watch all these sort of, my husband always has this idea that we should go on the amazing race together. <laughs> and, and I'm always like, and we will come home divorced. Like it will, like I will leave him somewhere. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, I would not so, do that with my husband. No, no way. Like, no, <laughs> no way. And if, as long as I'm not hangry, I should be fine. Well, that was the other thing I noticed about this is that a lot of the team, not a lot, but some of the teams, at least that got featured and showcased were like sisters or mother daughters. And, you know, even traveling with my mom, I would be yelling at my mom the whole way. (laughs) So I can't, I can't imagine how you guys have the, I don't know, just the patience and, and the, the strength to do this because man, I would be, I'd be a hot fucking mess. <laughs> well, we do have a safe word, Jen. Our safe word, if one of the other is being bitchy is watermelon. And so oh, we'd be like, smart. Hey, you know, Hey, I could really go for some watermelon. watermelon. <laughs> like you are over the line and we know we're going to mess up. We know we're going to be snappy. We're going in with yeah. our eyes open as much as we can be as rookies, but just knowing to bring lots of grace with us. Yeah. So is the goal to finish or is the goal to win? What's your goal on this race? I mean, realistically, winning your rookie year could be tough, but they're, uh-huh. but because we're competing against people who have done it every year, you know, for seven years. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're going to learn a ton and, you know, we can go for awards like, I think there's like a spirit, team spirit award, you know, that people people that really help each other and things like that. Like we're all about that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's cool. And then is there a way to get disqualified? Like, is there like, if you like, how do you get kicked out of it? Yeah. Or lose it or you whatever? can definitely get disqualified if you cheat. So, you know, like I said, they, we have to wrap up our phones and put them away. And if they discover that your phone been tampered with and you used it to find your way somewhere, you're instantly disqualified. Nice. Um, and there's some other behavior type of things. Like if you, lose it with a race official and start screaming or, you know, break a tablet on the sidelines like Tom Brady, you know, Mm. you're, you're out. (laughs) They don't put up with any, you know, any bad behavior, which is, which is right. That is good. That is good. And then if someone wants to watch this, like, is there, is there going to be like live drone footage? Like, are they going to live feed this? Like, how will we be able to keep up with you and know how it's going for you? They have some incredibly talented photographers and if you sign up for the newsletter, if you go to Rebel Rally, R-E-B-E-L-L-E, rally.com, scroll down and sign up for the newsletter, you can get access to the app that shows you exactly where we are with satellite tracking. And then every day there's pictures and videos that they'll post. So I know my mom's going to be watching those just like a mom would with a kid at summer camp looking for signs of joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what I was just thinking as you were saying. I was like, oh my gosh, there'd be nothing for the gram. Like I can't, I can't, I can't TikTok my way across this, this race if my phone is all tied up. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. I, I think that's the hardest thing. Forget GPS. It'd be social media that I can't go without for eight days. <laughs> I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to the quiet and the focus of not having that digital world. I think the hardest part for me will be missing my family. Yeah. So yeah, them too. Yeah. I forgot about them. Them too. too. Social media and my family. (laughs) (laughs) And then, I mean, like, is it, can you, cause it's a long day, right? You're in this car, you're in this, this Santa Cruz, this truck for all day, like a couple hours a day, several hours a day. Is there, can you listen to a podcast while you're doing this? Can you listen to music? Like, 
Can you do any of that stuff? We can listen to music. One of our big sponsors is Bose, Bose Audio. We make the headphones mm-hmm. and, the, and the audio yep. systems. And it's a Bose system in the Santa Cruz. So when they disabled our navigation, our satellite radio and our regular radio also had to be disabled. So Bose is making us some playlists based, you know, upbeat, fun, peppy, like good workout kind of music that we can have in the background. But, but really almost the whole time, we're going to be so focused on finding that next checkpoint, the next checkpoint or following the route book for some of the longer stretches called Enduros. You know, so we won't be like bopping along, you know, (laughs) but I love music. I got to have it in the background. This is not your typical road trip. No. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, I just thought it looked really, really interesting. And then the thing I noticed, it's such an undertaking, you guys. Like you can't even like really go check out these videos because you think of like, oh, we're going to camp in the desert. But yet like just what the race officials have to do on their end, the logistics of it all, because the other thing they were talking about is that this year they're going to have more vehicles compete. And so they have to bring chargers basically out into these deserts into these checkpoints and like charge up these cars and you know it's just it's such a logistical nightmare i think like i can't imagine that what they're doing and how exhausted they all are too yeah last year i had a, I my would, friend mercedes her name is mercedes lilienthal and mm-hmm. she and her partner emily raced not raced rallied in a volkswagen id4 which is all electric and they drove without the air conditioning and with the windows down to save range. I was like, oh, oh heck no, I got to have the air conditioning. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> no way. No I'm not way. that tough. Watermelon, watermelon, all watermelon. <laughs> watermelon all day. No, thank you. I mean, <laughs> hot and hangry, forget no, it. Like uh, I'm done. Like no. you just leave me in the desert. I'll be fine. Yep. <laughs> no way. Let the vultures well, get my bones. Other- no. <laughs> oh. Because that's the other part of it, too, is that you're kind of conserving, you've got to conserve your resources to reach your next point. And so for them, yeah, I guess they do. I don't really know how far an electric Volkswagen can go, but yikes, that's that's something to think about. Yeah, and if you get lost, no, thank like, you. you're using up range. And the same with gas, I guess, too. Yeah. Okay, so that's my last question, too. So is there some sort of panic button that if you guys... You find yourself like you're supposed to be like, well, it's supposed to be here and there's nothing here. <laughs> like, I don't know. Is there, some, I, is there some sort of panic button you can push and they'll come rescue you and find you? At the end of the day, you know, if it's starting to get dark, we are totally lost. I have no idea where we are. I mean, God forbid, I'm knocking on wood right now. But there's satellite trackers on our car and they will come get you. You lose points, of course. You know, you don't get a free ride, but they're not going to yeah. leave you to rot out in the desert. Um, One of the requirements is that we have to carry five gallons of water and we have to carry enough food to get us through a full day just in case they can't get to us. Yeah. And with it being the desert and stuff, it's not going to be like, obviously you're not going to have snow and and that kind of thing, but you could have like sandstorms or something like that, right? You could have high winds and low visibility. Absolutely. Last year they had a sandstorm that required the competitors to sleep in their vehicles because oh, it was wow. so windy and a couple of tents just flat blew away. And oh, at the beginning up by Lake Tahoe, there, there may be some snow, but once we get down mm. into California, into the desert, there's all sand, no snow. This is going to be quite the adventure for you. I'll be excited to hear when you get back, how the experience was, but it, 
It sounds amazing as I sit here in my house and not, and I'm not going. So I'm excited to watch you go and live out this fantasy for me because this sounds like nothing I could ever do. I'm, I'm wondering, you know, I feel like this, I, I know that this year you have done the last couple of years, really, you've done a lot of things here in your late forties and fifties. You're trying a lot of new stuff and I'm really envious of the, what is the word I'm looking for? I, I, it, I think it's bravery, bravery that you're putting yourself out there and you're trying these new things. You got a motorcycle license, right? I did. I wanted to get my license. I wanted to get a motorcycle when I was in college. I was about 20. I called my mom and dad and I said, Hey, I think I'm going to get a motorcycle. And my mom's like, that's fine. You better start planning to pay your tuition as well. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, okay no, motor- no motorcycle. So I finally got my motorcycle license three years ago. I just wanted to have it. I don't have a motorcycle. I won't have one anytime soon, but I just wanted to have that experience. And then in February, I think it was February in Vermont, I finally learned how to ski. I'd never skied before. I took my sister to Vermont with Nissan and we learned how to ski. And now I'm doing my first off-road rally at age 51. Oh my gosh. I just think this is really, really cool. And I think that for anybody who's listening to this podcast right now, who is sort of in their middle age, in their middle of their life, take your inspiration from Kristen, because this is just really, really cool stuff that you are doing. And I'm really in awe of just how much you're putting yourself out there. Because I know I sit here at 50 and I think like, oh, I'm too old to learn how to ski. I don't know how to ski. (laughs) I've never... I went skiing once, I fell down once, and then I was done. And I was like, I like to read books and drink hot cocoa by the fire while everybody else goes and skis. But like, but but I'm denying my kids because my kids don't know how to ski now because I never took them skiing. And so now they're sort of like, hey, can we go skiing? And I'm like, oh, crap, I'll break a hip. I'll fall down. You know, but I listen to you and now I'm just sort of like, all right, maybe we should go skiing this winter so that my kids don't grow up as not knowing how to ski. You can hire a good instructor, Jen, too. I guess I could. Are they cute? They could be. They could be, right? (laughs) Ooh, well then. You know, (laughs) see you later, hubs. (laughs) Bye-bye. I'm learning how to ski because he knows how to ski. Like my husband knows how to ski and he's like, no, skiing's super fun. And he, his whole drawback is the cost. He's like, oh, it's so expensive to go skiing. You know, there's so many other things we could do with that money. Yeah, it's true. It (laughs) is. So so that's why we've never gone too. But, but yeah, and I think I don't really want to learn how to drive a motorcycle, but I'm, I'm glad you did. I'm glad you got your license. That's not something that I want to try, but maybe I do want to try like, I would do like a race. Like, you know how they have those racetracks like that are sort of like controlled and you just, you know, it's like an experience or whatever. Yes. I could do that. Definitely. I could totally do that. That is a lot of fun. And actually, you know, on that topic there, you have teenagers. So there's yes. a couple of really good defensive driving classes. One is run by Doug Hebert. He was a drag racer and his program's called Brakes, B-R-A-K-E-S. I can't remember. Mm-hmm what it stands for exactly, but he lost his two teenage boys in a car accident. The older son was driving and they both died. They were going too fast, lost control. Oh, wow. And he started this driving school for teenagers to teach them about defensive driving because as you know, they don't teach skills like that. You know, so that's no. one. And then there's one called Street Street Smarts, I think, by Tire Rack. Like anything like that, that you can get your kids out and learning defensive driving on a track or yourself, it will make you a safer driver overall. 
Yeah, that sounds cool. I need to look into that because my my I just have one that's driving so far, and he's you know he's fine, but he could learn he could learn some defensive driving that would help probably a lot. Yeah, it makes you more so confident. That's cool. I'll have. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. And then my youngest, she'd like to drive. She she see she would like your life. She would she wants a motorcycle. We're just sort of like nope when you're on your own when you're when you when you have your own medical insurance and someone else to take care of you maybe then but not under my roof kind of thing. But I don't know. It's but I do need to try some things. And you definitely you're definitely kind of pushing me in that direction. So thank you for that. Well, we can try <laughs> something new together, Jen. We should. We should. We'll figure out something we can do. Not a rally because I'll yell at you and that will be bad. No skydiving for me. Skydiving. No, 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 I can't do that. I could do like, I kind of, I'm interested in like that zip lining. Like I I have a cousin, I think who did it like in Belize or whatever. And they did it like through the jungle and stuff. I could, I could do that. Like, I think that would be interesting. I could try that. I would scream my head off. But I would just like imagine myself like, you know, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just hanging out. I'm just on a swing. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. (laughs) Everything's everything's fine. I don't know. I think I could do that. I definitely don't want to like swim with sharks or anything like that. So maybe, I don't know. Have you gone? So wait, you said something about you write about planes too, right? Isn't that what you said at the beginning? Well, I write for a magazine called Airport Improvement. And before my son was born, I was working for a Swiss aviation technology firm and traveling around the world. And so after I left to start freelancing in 2013, I started writing for Airport Improvement Magazine. So it's different technologies and construction projects that I write about um, each for each issue. It's really interesting. Do you know how to fly a plane? No, I never did learn how to fly a plane. That's surprising. I could put that on my list. Put that on your list. I'm still. I'm not doing that either, though. But yes, you should put that on your <laughs> list. <laughs> you never know. You never know when the opportunity is going to come along, and you just embrace it. And it's you know, my mom always taught me if you don't ask, you don't get. Right. So if I hadn't asked Hyundai to sponsor us, we wouldn't have a car. You know, if I hadn't, yes. if Jill hadn't asked me to partner with her, you know, we wouldn't be doing this together. So just put it out there. Try it. Yeah. What's the worst they could say? No. Exactly. And if Hyundai had said no, you could have gone to, you know, five other brands and see if they want to do sure. it. Sure. So, yep. But I'm really, I'm really I think- glad for Hyundai and I'm really um, grateful to Bose and to She Buys Travel. It's our other sponsor helping us out. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, that's, that is a really good lesson because I think, you know, when we're sitting here and hoping that somebody's going to ask us or invite us to do it when it's like, we have to actually put ourselves out there a little bit. And that is hard. That's always hard for me. Like I'm always, I'm always having a hard time. Everyone's always like, Oh, you should do that. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not today. I'm like, (laughs) if they wanted me, they'd call me. And, but I think you're right. I mean, especially Especially if you're interested in get it as a freelancer, like you have to, you just have to constantly, and you've got to build up that thick skin because not everyone is going to be Hyundai and say yes on your first, your first ask. And so you've got to kind of build up that thick skin and get used to hearing no and just keep going. Heck yeah. I cannot tell you how many times people have said no to me, you know, at publications I've asked to write for and just, you know, put them on my list and they said no the first time, but they ask Mm -hmm. again. And you build up your resume yeah. and you ask again and you keep on working at it until you get where you want to go. That's a, that's great advice. Well, oh my gosh, Kristen. All right. So where can everybody find you where they can follow along with what you're doing? So for the Rebel Rally, our team name is the Brute Squad after the Princess Bride. And 
So Team Brute Squad is our Instagram and Facebook. And then you can find me on LinkedIn and Instagram and Facebook under Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-I-N, V is in victory, Shaw. All right. V is in victory. Well, I know there's like no way to win it. I, you know, when I first heard about this rebel rally, I was imagining it was like cannonball run across a desert or something like that, where you guys were all just <laughs> going Flat out. as fast as you could to try to win. But now that I understand it a little bit better, I'm, I, I get it. And I hope that you win in that it turns out to be a really great, ex- a great experience for you both. And that you come back next year with what you've learned and you do even better next year and keep going until you guys are the old hats at this. Yes. At this rally. That would be, that would be incredible. We just want it to be a great experience and an epic adventure. Yeah. What more could you ask for? Oh my gosh, you guys. So please go follow Kristen. Please follow along for this, for this rally that she's going to do. I'm telling you it is Google it and look at, at the YouTube videos because just watch my 15 year old daughter's eyes like light up watching these women sort of navigate through, you know, perilous situations with, with it was sand and rocks and, you know, all this kind of stuff, changing tires and out in the middle of nowhere. And it's just really, really cool for her to see that. And I'm so glad you guys are doing this. And I'm so glad you told me about this because now I'm, I'm absolutely going to follow along and keep up with your adventures. I told you, I told you guys, Kristen's always doing really cool stuff. That's why you have to follow her because she always has cool stuff that she's doing. You're always just like, you're just always out there doing something fun. So thank you so much for coming on, Kristen. I had so much fun talking to you. Thank you. It's always good to, to I was going to say see you, but I really, I'm not seeing you, but you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> it's nice to talk to you always. Thank you, Jen. Yes. And the next time I'm in Austin, we'll go have pizza yes, please. and hang out and talk about cars. Maybe you'll get a minivan for me that you'll, sh- you'll surprise me with a new minivan. You'll be like, Jen, I got a minivan for us to drive all day because I know how much you love minivans. Bring your daughter <laughs> and I'll start training her. <laughs> oh, yes. That's a good idea. I'll bring her down there and get her get her going with you. She can she can be your, your unpaid assistant. <laughs> there you go. Even better. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kristen. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you thanks, soon. Thanks, Jen. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening and subscribing to No Pants Required with Jen Mann. Don't forget to follow me on social media and please subscribe to my new blog over on Substack. In fact, thank you to all of my paid subscribers on Substack because you are making this podcast possible. Without you, I would not be able to do anything. So thank you so much to all the paid subscribers over there.